Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movie Dudes. I'm Alec. And I'm Phil. And today, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, new Bo Burnham comedy special, Inside. Hell yeah. Yeah. Which is it's a bit of a non-conventional episode for us because this is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time that we're not actually going to be talking about a movie. Um, it's yeah. I think it's, it's our first. I think it's close. It's enough, our first non-fiction. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's <laughs> that. Oh wow, that's not crazy. a not a single documentary yet. No, not yet. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, like I'm, I'm fine calling inside a, a movie. Oh yeah, same like, here. But yeah, that's that was I was thinking about that the other day. Like, uh, it's pretty weird because every time we have a new episode, we started by um, explaining the synopsis of the of the film. But here, you know, this doesn't really have a synopsis. It's kind of kind of kind of strange. It's very yeah. There's because you know, the the special is broken up or the special is kind of organized like. You know, we get these moments of Bo talking to the camera. There's a song, maybe a skit's thrown in there, and then there's another camera thing. But, like, mm-hmm. there's not a really a way to, I guess, give a good synopsis of it. And so that makes that makes the um, discussion yeah. of it kind of hard. <laughs> it's kind of like, I think, I think the best synopsis we could get is, like, basically, uh, Bo Burnham spent a a big chunk of uh, 2020 and 2021 uh, in a room where he just made a comedy special with uh, to basically like explain the way he was feeling and to make people feel better with that and to talk about like the pandemic and the different bad things that were that uh, that were and are still going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty it's still pretty vague. But I, I think this probably has like precise and as uh yeah as precise as we can go <laughs> i agree with that um but yeah it's it's a crazy special that touches on mm-hmm. like it touches on topics of you know the pandemic mental health obviously jeff bezos mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess um one thing we could do and i was kind of planning to do yep. this with my notes anyway uh, is kind of go song by song, and sure, all right. See like what we can what we can say about each of them. Um, I you know what I think I'm gonna do the exact same thing that I did with the Spirited Away episode. I'm gonna spend the episode listening to uh, the soundtrack. <laughs> I'll put that on as well. Yeah. Let's see. Can I can I just I just thought of something. Can I just do a small um, tangent? Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but today, like the Spotify Wrapped uh, oh, came out. Oh, that's right, it did. We should talk about yeah, that which later. Is, yeah, yeah, which, uh, which is like the um, kind, of, kind of like gives you stats of the different kind of songs you listen to and everything. And there was a section that was like uh, the artists that you binged uh, the most. And for me, it was uh, I f- forgot his name again, but the guy who made the soundtrack for Spit It Away. Only because I spent the entire Spirited Away episode <laughs> listening to him. Really? I thought okay. that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, no, never mind. I was going to say something, but we'll talk about it later. So. Right. Um, well, all right. Uh, all right. So, 
the special begins with um, a song called uh, Content, which, um, you know, basically just is talking about how Bo hasn't... Because, okay, a little bit of background. Yeah. Before yeah, yeah. Inside came out, um, you know, or Bo Burnham is, you know, is a comedian who's been working with, um, working in stand-up for many, many, or like not many years, but like a good few years uh, until mm-hmm. uh, 2015 when he began to have uh, panic attacks while he was on stage. So he, you know, took a step back from the comedy world. Um, and what he decided to do in that time was just, you know, he worked on movies. He made his own movie uh, called uh, Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, kind of, you know, a bit of silence on his front for a while. Um, but... Uh, in the, I, I can't remember what month it was. I think it was in May. Uh, he announced that this special inside would just be coming out really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was May. Yeah, and in the first song, in the in the first song content, he begins to go in on like, okay, yeah, I started to have pain, or he said he's like, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry, I was gone, but I'm back. It's just kind of a, I I th- I think it's a perfect intro. Um, yeah, but visually, I love what's happening <laughs> because it starts out mm-hmm. it starts yeah. out closed in on him before we just get to like a zoom outwards, and he has this like headlamp on, and then he turns it on, uh, and then as soon as the chorus start or not the or I guess would it would it be the chorus? No, I don't know. I guess yeah, I guess I think it would be yeah. Whatever, whatever part it is, the climax of the song. When, when the thing starts. Yeah, the climax of the song. He turns his head up, and uh, his headlight illuminates a disco ball that creates a really cool lighting effect. And that's kind yeah. of a lot of what I might be talking about this entire time is just the different yeah, me too lighting effects he uses and like yeah just tricks he does to make his room visually interesting. I I love that part. Yeah, um, I mean. Uh, I, I might as well just read the review that I wrote for the first time that I saw inside, which was like, honestly, he could be like a director of photography, like for an actual movie, because some shots are so pretty. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there, there's some shots later that are incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it's really honestly, it's really impressive. Yeah, it's I mean, we could sit here and talk about how impressive it is. And yeah. like, I'm sure we will for the entirety of this. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, sure. But um, of course, there any are there, are there anything you had to say about um the uh, content song? Um, yeah, I didn't write uh how like it. I don't know the, from the first song. For, for once content starts, it just like puts you in this mood i don't really know like how to describe it but like (laughs) i i i I said that it puts you in the vibe which doesn't mean anything but that's the best way that i could uh i understand i understand it though i do yeah yeah um (laughs) it is it's it's a a tone setter it's like a moment of like okay we're yeah yeah, yeah. we're back it's been a while but you know Mm -hmm. we're back Mm mm-hmm um, but moving on to the uh, to the next, or I guess uh, yeah. you know, after after this song, he introduces the special, which immediately leads into 
The next uh, song, uh, "Comedy," which is a um, is a is Bo commentating on the fact that um, you know he's a you know a very he's a you know he's a pri- he's a privileged white comedian uh, during a time when you know making jokes isn't really he he thinks that or he you know kind of reflects on the fact that making jokes during this time might not exactly be too appropriate but he's going to pretty much as he says do it anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> right uh and basically makes a big joke out of the uh out of the idea of like you know why or like uh why am i joking right now but whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah there's there's something really funny in this song about how the different mix of like uh maybe maybe what i'm doing is maybe maybe i shouldn't be laughing right now to no fuck this i'm we're supposed (laughs) to be laughing right now there's the part of the song i really enjoy where um Mm -hmm. where he says he's like you know we've had the platform for about 400 years so maybe i should just shut up and then he just sits in silence and then just goes I'm bored. I'm not gonna yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, what's? You see the the. the I, I, sorry, I'm gonna start that again. The chorus is really good for this song. He says something that I really like. I forgot what it is. Let me look up the the lyrics for that one. Um. um it's what it. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Um. Yeah. It's. He says, like, uh, if you wake up in a house that's full of smoke, don't yeah. panic. <laughs> Call me and I'll tell you a joke. It's uh, the bridge, not the chorus. But, yeah. yeah, I think that whole part is really good. No, that part's, uh, that part's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, also through this, he does, you know, a crazy number of, like, visual effects. Or, I mean, just, like, uh, lighting effects. Uh, he has probably some of my favorite shots. Or uh, some of my favorite shots in the mm-hmm. special of, like, him with the the pencils in his like in his mouth and his uh in his ears yeah and like writing on the pen pen paper and there's like a whiteboard he's writing like five things at once <laughs> yeah. um yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's a song that kind of just plays off of the idea of like what a entertainer's role really kind of is and what it sh- should or shouldn't be during a really really weird time mm-hmm. um but uh, that's kind of all I had to say about that one. Same. Um, but for the next, it, I don't really remember what happens between. I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to bring up. Um, like, hold on, uh, I'm gonna look it up on Netflix since it's a Netflix film. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Shut up, Netflix. <laughs> oh, great. That was giving me like the... Um, oh, okay. The um, pre-visualization. Hold on. No, you're good. I, oh, I, yeah. I, it's the... Um, oh, yeah. It's we, the intro. Yeah, we lead... Uh, or after after that song ends, we lead immediately into um, the uh, the third song in the special, uh, FaceTime with My Mom Tonight, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is... Yeah. It, it's a pretty standard like comedy Bo Burnham song where he... Uh, yeah, yeah, talks about FaceTiming with his mom, and it has some good lines here and there. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty neat because it's a 
filmed in the you know ratio of a phone screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, There's the whole thing of like um, my mom's thumb is covering her yeah. camera or something like that. <laughs> I think it's really funny, and yeah. you just see him like screaming yeah, at his phone. Like the song is overtaking it, but you just hear like, or you just see like him freaking out, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. like mo- motioning to take the thumb off the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a fun, it's it's a fun one. It's just a kinda, fun song. Yeah, in between the bigger ones of the special, I like it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's good. And then after that, uh, we go to our fourth song, uh, "How uh-huh. the World Works." Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is a song that kind of parodies like the, um, kind of like the Sesame Street like kids show type of uh, yeah. song that you know talks about how the world works. Which he kind of just goes on for a bit about, um, you know, different ways that the world works together, uh, and then he brings out mm-hmm. uh, he bring he puts a sock on his hand and uh, brings out or uh, introduces it as a sock puppet named uh, Sako. Um, <laughs> uh, that begins to talk about how uh, the world works in very disturbing ways, like uh, you know, yeah. um, you know, systemic uh, protection of people who do bad things just because they have wealth and money, and uh, the mm-hmm. censorship of historic events in school. Um, <laughs> and during. And during this whole thing, Bo threatens to take away the, you know, the or the the existence of the sock puppet by just tearing yeah. it off his hand. Um, yeah, like the, there's <laughs> this line that's really funny. It's like, "Where did you come from? I came from a state between not not completely alive, not completely dead. <laughs> kind of feels like a constant sleep paralysis. Yeah. I, I am where I always am, in a constant state of, or was it? Is it in a frightening liminal space between states of being? Which kind of reminds me of like um, the classic um, dark jokes that he would sometimes have in his oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> more standard comedy specials. This mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is the whole like the there's the part where the the song just starts really. Uh, emphasizing on how like stupid everything is, and and then uh, Bill kind of like starts taking the sock off. He's like, "No, no, <laughs> please tell me, I don't, uh, no, please, I don't want to go, I don't want to go back." And <laughs> it's yeah, no, that's the the kind of dark humor that I think is really funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, um yeah. yeah, that and that that's kind of that's that song. It's it's pretty fun. I it, I think it's I a, like it. I really yeah, like it. It's I like also it a lot. got like the in terms of cinema cinematography, it's got like this very bright orange color with a uh, just like a, a, a spotlight on him. Yeah. Uh, and I think again, it looks really nice. Yeah. It's uh, just but that's it for how the world works. Yeah. Um. But next though, we get into mm. uh, one of my favorite songs in the entire special. Yeah, and uh, and, and, and my, also. And also my girlfriend's favorite song. She was and she, and I, my favorite song. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, it's a good choice. I. <laughs> yeah, it's I was, really good. Because um, I've seen this special and I've listened to the soundtrack quite a lot in the last few mm-hmm. months. Um, but this was my girlfriend's first time watching it, and she oh. loved White Woman's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, a uh, white woman's Instagram is just a song about things that would be on a white woman's Instagram. Uh, while Bo kind of, or while the um special is now framed in a, you know, in an Instagram uh ratio of just like a regular Instagram video or picture, um, mm-hmm. and he he does all these frames uh or like shots that are supposed to be like really yeah. exactly like a an Instagram account would look, uh, and it looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> It's really good. Um, but there's there's one part of the song that uh, always sticks out to me whenever I listen to it, and one part of the special, or the part of the song right. in the special, um, is he begins to talk about um, uh, the loss of a uh, of of this kind of white woman, uh, this white woman's mom, uh, mm-hmm. and he it like the the ratio fill, fills back out to full screen as he talks about you know how much the character misses her and i i don't really know what to say about it i don't even know what it says about anything i just think it's a really nice moment <laughs> like it's my, i'd say my theory on that is like it's easy to judge people but you don't know everything like you well, maybe it's just stupid but like also like well, so, sometimes uh, white women on Instagram will just will just share something that's very like deep and uh, not really like I don't know, not really worth making jokes about. Yeah, like usually there's usually it's a lot of like you know kind of meaningless like oh like little pictures here and there, but then sometimes there's something that yeah. is extremely deep and heartfelt. Um, yeah, and that's this moment. I and I do like the. I, I I like the yeah. the idea of it being like stripped back to like oh okay this is a really interesting moment in this like sea of regular things, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it's just a it's a moment that hits so hard for like yeah the, the idea of like loss and the feeling of that and I oh I don't know how he, yeah because like like we'll we'll get into this later but I don't know how the yeah. hell he. He does this every time with with, with like my know. my experience of his serious moments. <laughs> but I think what's interesting is like it's the first moment in any song in the special that like you get like thirty seconds of just seriousness. Like there's yeah. no jokes in that part. It's just a genuinely serious part. Yeah, which uh, was that's that's the first time that it happens, but not the not the last time. No, yeah, c- certainly not the last. Mm-hmm. Um, but next, uh, I mean, that's kind of all yeah. I had to say about it. But um, yeah, next oh, is next is a great one. Next is the um, is a kind of song uh, sketch hybrid, uh, unpaid intern, uh, which mm-hmm. just has him singing a little song about an unpaid intern. Um, Mm-hmm. Which immediately leads into him doing a reaction style video of that song, which then loops into him doing a reaction of his reaction to that song. Then loops into a re- doing him doing a reaction of a reaction uh, to the reaction of that song, which he <laughs> he like I don't know what the word would be. He like systematically takes apart. Every single like aspect yeah. of his writing, 
his like his thought process, even his defense mechanisms. It's, it's so yeah. The weird. the whole the, the the whole thing is just like an analysis on how like not even how people in general, but just how he like talks in the way that I don't know the the way that people think and everything is just a whole an, like analysis and i remember the first time that i saw the special i i saw like the reaction part and i was like oh that's pretty funny it's like uh you know him making a parody of reaction videos but then it just goes just goes on and on and just kind of like oh shit that's actually genius oh yeah it's an incredible moment even just for like yeah being a parody of reaction videos because he, mm-hmm. he he on one hand like parodies it but on the other side like completely dissects it and i think it's i think it's so funny (laughs) yeah Um, and eventually like he he stops the whole like chain of reactions by going like i want i want this to stop and he just slams the laptop he's like all right (laughs) yeah just no transition all right well that was the reaction (laughs) (laughs) um which that goes into um Mm -hmm. uh, another another very short song uh bezos one uh, which is just a song about Jeff Bezos being the most, you know, rich man in the world who has yeah. done and conquered everything. <laughs> yeah, and the whole song is like, congratulations, Jeffrey, you did it. Yeah, no, I think that's the second part. That's the like, second yeah, one, You yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah this, but this it's kind of like, like the same thing uh, for that one. Yeah, which he, you know, he goes on with it, and then at the end just screams, and then it immediately cuts to... Um, <laughs> It immediately cuts to the next track, and I think it's such a yeah, it's such a fun, weird mm. afterthought of a moment in this entire special, and I love it so much. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's and like it's not I did even, not think that he was gonna make a song about Jeffrey Bezos, but the best part is that I'm, it's, I'm it, here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it too. The best part is that it's like not even like like put together like most of the other songs are like. It really does feel like he just kind of recorded this one. He was like, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ki- kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, moving on from that, we get into the uh, the eighth song, uh, Sexting, yep. which is a pretty, a pretty st- yeah. like FaceTime with my mom, pretty standard uh, yeah. Bo Burnham it's song honestly like taking a taken apart or just ta- talking about mm-hmm. sexting. <laughs> I feel like uh, out of all the songs in the the whole special, this is also the song that has the most chances of like, you know, could could have been in like make happy or uh, you know his older uh, specials. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I I like this song a lot, but I would probably say I'd probably say it's my least favorite uh, out of all the songs. Oh, really? Just, I would say so. It's either that or FaceTime with my mom. Yeah. Um, but these two right. are... Right. No, I get that. It's not It's not even about them like being bad songs, because they're both great. Um, but just mm-hmm, in the... But it's in, just they're not as... Uh, yeah. Yeah, in the grand scheme of the whole thing, it's just... It's really good. Or, it, yeah, it's like, you know, probably the lesser one of them. They're, they're not as... I can't, I can't find the word, but there's not as... They, they don't have the... the the thing that the other ones have where it's yeah. both like a song about telling jokes and a song about telling serious stuff. Yeah. Um, that one's just jokes. It does have, it does have a few uh, jokes that I like a lot though. 
Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like the <laughs> like the joke about his dick, his dick looking like the baby from Eraserhead, which is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I laughed so hard the first time I heard that one. <laughs> Which I think is because, like, when, the first time I heard that one was, like, it, I think it was, like, two weeks after I'd, I, I'd seen Eraserhead for the first time. So it was still, like, <laughs> fresh in my mind. Yeah. There was, um, there's a couple, and a couple other things I really enjoy and I wrote down uh, is there's the one, there's the one line he says immediately before uh, kind of cutting to um, the chorus where he's just, like, it's how the con- this conversation immediately goes like, I love you, baby. Send a picture of your tits, please. And, <laughs> and it's such, it's so perfect and accurate about how like, about how sex thing is such yeah. a weird, but like such a weird, and um, I, don't, I don't know the way to describe it, but like it just yeah. encapsulates the whole feeling of like really w- weird sex thing. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess the, the last note I had on this song was a, a visual joke that I love. Is that um, I think it's it's near one of the choruses, but for like a single second, um, the the projection screen that's been showing like the text conversation, different words, uh, you just see this massive wall of text that just says like yeah. just says like um I, you know we don't have to do this if you're not comfortable with it and it's like it's really like <laughs> it's really like uncomfortable yeah <laughs> i think that's really funny yeah um, but yeah um that's kind of all mm. i had about that one if you had mm. anything same not really <laughs> all right again pretty centered song yeah um after this is a really really funny uh, like sketch that he does where he's mimicking like a YouTube thank you video, but he's like holding a knife to mm-hmm. the camera. Yeah, <laughs> and like the light is like really uncomfortable and green, so he's just like yeah. And there, there's just like ten seconds of him just like looking at the camera with a smile, like yeah. <laughs> I'm mimicking it, but you can't see it. Yeah, no, it's just like I'm doing the same thing. It's just. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, um, but that that one just kind of goes into um another very short song that I like mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, look who's inside again. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know there isn't a whole lot to say about the track. Uh, it's just it's no, fun. Not really. it's, it's fun and short. I like it. Um, yeah. There's one. There's one aspect of that scene though that I love. Uh, a lot is this is the aspect where he he plays a little bit of the song and then like immediately like pauses and restarts the recording and he's like took a big fucking breath um and that is yeah. that is so accurate to any time that i've like <laughs> recorded a line for something or recorded audio Dude. for anything it is so accurate like i'll pause it i'll just be like i can't i messed that up and i just immediately restart dude <laughs> dude i make acapella covers mm. i record everything the amount of times that this happens is like on it happens all the time no uh, it's <laughs> like i the first time i saw that i was like oh my god yeah i feel that <laughs> but yeah i really like the whole thing of like this is just him recording the song it's not like uh 
You know, and, and it ends with him being like, another one. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> another one. I love the, Another one. That whole... <laughs> another one. Oh, okay. Side <laughs> tangent for yeah. just a second. I learned... Sure. Yeah, I sure. learned an insane fact today. All right. Do you know what sure. DJ Khaled's real name is? I feel like I've heard that before. That sounds familiar. His name is Khaled Muhammad Khaled. <laughs> His name's Khaled Khaled. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Khaled Khaled. I was I was losing my mind because my friend was like, or like, uh, my friend and I were discussing like albums that came out this year, and he was like, oh, I listened to that new DJ or that DJ Khaled one. It was awful. I was like, what was the name of it? Yeah. I was like, what was the name of it? He was like, Khaled Khaled. I was like, oh, why is it named that? He's like, oh, that's his name. I was like, what? I was like, his name? Oh, my God. Khaled Khaled? <laughs> so that was an insane bit of reality I learned today. <laughs> hmm. But, yeah. Um, Pretty good. Getting back to Bo Burnham. <laughs> yes. Um, we move on to the, uh, to the next song, uh, Problematic. Which is, mm-hmm. um, it's a song that uh, is about like him. It, it's a song that both serves as him apologizing for past jokes that he makes that he made that he doesn't really agree with anymore, and it also it also serves as kind of a commentary on um, the whole uh, cancel culture that has mm-hmm. popped up in the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's it's all set to this um, like what looks like a what's it's filmed like a workout montage, but it's just it's mm-hmm. him doing stupid stuff and sweating with like beams of light coming through. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he at one point in the song, uh, like visualizes himself as a uh, Jesus dying on the cross for his sins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a really really funny comparison. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, in terms of the lyrical content, all of it's pretty funny. But one one mm. aspect of it continues to make me laugh, and that's the thing about um, him wearing an Aladdin costume at the age of seventeen. Mm-hmm. And he didn't he yeah. didn't like darken his skin or anything, but he just feels weird about it, <laughs> which is which yeah. is really funny to me. <laughs> it is really funny. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just it's it's yeah. it's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't really have a lot a lot more stuff to say about it though. Yeah, I understand that. Um, but um, now we're reaching the uh, the midpoint of the special with uh, mm-hmm. the eleventh song, uh, thirty. Yeah, which begins with him talking about how he was like, well, you know, I thought I'd be done with the special before I was thirty. Uh, and then he like turns over to a clock that's counting that's like nearing midnight and he's like well that's not going to happen because when this clock hits midnight i'm going to turn 30 uh yeah and so he he sits there and he's like i'm going to go enjoy my 20s and then he just sits in silence for like mm-hmm. 30 seconds and then the clock switches over and we turn into the song 30 um which has a really like in terms of like the editing, it's it's all done in one take. Um, yeah, but in terms of like the, because uh, there's a lot of di- all the other songs have different cuts, um, to like different shots, but this one is just a one stable shot of him in his underwear, 
standing in the center of the room with three different lights that he controls, turns on and off at different points, uh, shining on him. And during the chorus, he shuts them all off and points his, points his uh, phone that's blaring a white light uh, behind him to like create a silhouette effect. I just, I really like this one <laughs> visually. Yeah, yeah. Even, even as a song, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like a lot of the things he says in this one too. Like the whole line about, uh, you know, when, when his grandpa was 27, he went to Vietnam, but now he's 27. And, or when he was 27, he built a birdhouse with his mom. Which is just really, mm-hmm. which is really funny and really accurate to how like yeah kind of age, or like kind of the expectation for age is has changed now. Like which, can can, can I just say uh, like about this song like, I was thinking about it and I kind of just went like wait he's only thirty. Because, like, if you think about it, he's done, like, what, four or five comedy special. He directed, an, like, a feature-length film, uh, critically acclaimed fe- uh, feature-length film. And he's he had his own MTV, uh, MTV show. True, yeah. He's done so much stuff, and he's only... Well, now he's 31, but, you know, yeah. he, he did so much stuff in so little time. I was honestly kind of surprised that he was 30, because... Um, before he took his hiatus, I had followed him for a while. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, Bo's like 25. And then for some reason, mentally in my mind, since he didn't really do anything, uh, or he, since he didn't do much during that like mm-hmm. five-year period, mentally to me, he was still 25. And I just forgot about aging. Yeah. So <laughs> when he brings this up, I'm like, oh my God, he's right. You know, like time has passed. Yeah. I'm an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> I was 13 when Make Happy came out. I don't even know how I feel about that right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like honestly, like uh Bo Burnham is kind of like a a comedian that I discovered during the pandemic. Like mm. obviously I knew about him, yeah. but I wasn't like a fan. And during the pandemic I watched both Make Happy and What. Mm-hmm. Um and I honestly I feel like um as a well i was what i was uh i think was 17 years old when i watched make happy for the first time and i think i think especially the end um i i don't know if i would have you know realized how good this is um when i was 13 instead of instead of 17 i think i first watched make happy when i was 14 and uh mm-hmm. with a lot of the stuff i was going through when i was 14 the ending was one of the things that like I was like, oh my god, what what is this? Mm. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is this feeling? Um, uh, but, but um, I remember thinking when I was watching that, I was like, I wonder if Bo's gonna ever come back and do another stand-up special, and if he would ever make a mm. moment like this again. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but moving on to the next song, uh, or I guess. Uh, with 30, we kind of get another first for the special, which is one of the first mentions of um, suicide, in which he uh, joking, mm. and when he, in which he jokingly says at the end of the song, uh, uh, you know, it's 2020, I'm 30, I'll do another 10. In 2030, I'll be 40, I'll kill myself then. 
Uh, and then mm-hmm. after the song, he clarifies. He's like, I don't want to kill myself. You shouldn't kill yourself. Um, but then he says something that I really, really like. And then he was like, uh, and then he was like, but if I could kill myself for like a year, hmm. I would do that. Like if I could, if I could check out for right. a year, come back, everything's good. I would do that, but I can't. So he was, he was like, but I can't, and you can't. So you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a line I like quite a bit. Uh, yeah. But then we get to a bit of an intermission with a really cool visual where he cleans a window pane in front of a camera. Uh, mm-hmm. But then we get to um, the uh, the twelfth song, uh, which is what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, it's don't it's don't want to don't want to know. Yeah, where he <laughs> where he basically talks about like whether or not he doesn't since he's not physically there with the crowd, he doesn't know how they're responding to anything he's saying. Uh, and even that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to know how they're responding. So he's like, you know, he's like, are you even watching? I don't, I don't want to know. Uh, and I think it's, mm-hmm. a, I think it's a fun little one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then he kind of does this little, uh, segment <laughs> where he parodies a uh, video game streaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, uh, is, it's funny. I think it's a funny little I segment. I like it. Yeah, like he. I like it. It's a game based on his day to day quarantine yeah. activities, which is, you know, playing the piano, walking around, trying to get out of the room, but he can't, uh, and then crying. Um, mm-hmm. But um, there's a couple, there's a couple of visual Easter eggs that uh, I really yeah. like in this segment. Uh, for for one for one aspect. Um, there is <laughs> in the very beginning he uh it says a uh, when it's showing like the usual video game credits it says a uh, SSRI interactive <laughs> uh presents which mm. for those who don't know um SSRIs are uh you know stands for selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor which is basically antidepressants um hmm. which is a pretty a pretty good reference considering the fact that this is the part of the special where we more lean heavily into the aspect of Bo's mental health during the pandemic. Um, uh, and there's another really good, this kind of on a lighter, on a lighter joke. Um, there is one point where he receives a donation from someone named JB. And I didn't realize this until I rewatched the special but JB is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, that's that's wow. what it's meant to. I think that's what it's meant to be. And I really that's like, good. I, like I that. think that's one of the funniest like parts of the whole thing. I was like, wait, is that? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say my in my opinion the funniest joke is like he uh, he's playing the game. He's like, oh, so it's kind of like um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of like Death Stranding where it's like fucking boring. <laughs> But it's good. But I think that's, and it's I think that's like, the point. That's the point. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like, kind of a small, uh, mm-hmm. side tangent. Uh, when uh, when Death Stranding was announced, I was really excited for it. And then when it came out, I was kind of disappointed because I thought it was, as you said, I thought it was boring and uh, not that fun. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know about you. I kind of have, I kind of actually have a bit of a, 
controversial opinion about Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. <laughs> like I, well, honestly, um, I, yeah, like, I don't really think it's controversial. Like I've seen a lot of people who said okay, they liked it. Okay, that's good. The, the majority of the things yeah. I've said is just kind of you know the same thing that's said more more than often, which is that it's just boring. Right. Which I get that. I understand that completely. It's honestly um, like I played. I played two hours and then I was like, no, I don't want to play anymore. I get it. It, it was mainly like the, it was mainly the whole thing of like, if you walk too fast or if you don't walk the right way, you're going to fall down. It's, it's, I, yeah. it's kind of so that like, yeah, it's realistic, but it's inconvenient. It was, for me, it was one of those games that I could just kind of check out and uh, like listen to podcasts or something while I'm walking around. And I kind of enjoyed mm. that for a while. Um, so I was able yeah. to, I was able to get through it and enjoy it. Um, I don't know right. how much I'm okay, yeah. really willing to replay it at the moment, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a few years down the line, maybe, but like, it was, yeah. I thought, I thought it was a fun little distraction for a couple months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus the environments yeah. are really pretty looking. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I guess moving on to the, uh, to the next song, uh, yep. which is called uh, shit and is a song <laughs> About a, uh, a depressive episode. Um, that's kind of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where, you know, he talks about like waking up at 1130, not washing his clothes. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite line is like, are you feeling how I'm feeling? I haven't took a sh- I haven't had a shower in the last nine days. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just. It's. It's. Uh, it's- <laughs> I love how like the um, the whole song is so like happy and positive and everything and everything, but the lyrics are so like <laughs> yeah, as I said, I haven't taken a shower, I haven't had a shower in nine days. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but yeah, much like some of the other songs, it's just it's it's small, very short in length, but it's just really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But moving on to the next track, which is, I actually think, no, I was gonna say it's the it's the shortest, but unpaid unpaid intern is the shortest at thirty seconds. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's it's close to being the shortest, uh, track. Uh, all time low. Which, probably okay. I'll say this: it's probably the shortest musically. Um, yeah. Because most of I it was is, gonna say that yeah. Because most of it is spoken word. Um. Of him, you know, basically describing how his mental health is at an all-time low. And then as soon as he begins to describe the feeling that he gets during these times, he immediately breaks out into song and, like, lights come up. The camera comes Mm -hmm. really close up to his face. Uh, And throughout this whole, like, 15-second song of him explaining it, he doesn't blink once. Like I checked, <laughs> he does <Yeah>. not blink. <laughs> and then he immediately like launches back into these like, so you know, yeah, I'm not doing well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it it basically it, it's just a. I think I I like the track, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we get yeah. to. Probably, I would probably say this is the most famous track um, off of the it's, from from the special. Yeah. It's the big boy, the big one. Welcome to the internet. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Which, oh boy, 
Um, <laughs> how how does one describe "Welcome to the Internet"? It's well, "Welcome to the Internet," as the title explains, is basically a, an introduction to how the internet works. Um, and it starts kind of kind of light, being like, uh, you know, if the, the internet is a good source of like entertainment, yeah, con- content, that kind of stuff. And then the more you into it, first of all, the faster it gets, yeah. And um, the 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 more it gets, it's like the weird part of the internet where it's like if you want to see like get uh, uh if you want to see a, a man be- beheaded yeah if you want to see uh um if you want to know what which Power Ranger you are if you want to see oh the the best one is if you want to see every single Harry Potter character uh <laughs> in pen, uh, like pencil drawings fucking each other. <laughs> I like the I like the line a lot where it's um was it like here's a healthy breakfast option you should kill your mom, uh, but, <laughs> but it's uh the song is broken up into three kind of parts, um it mm-hmm. like you it it kind of gives off the vibe of like he's like a salesman trying to pitch you the internet, um yeah but then getting into part two, the song slows down and he's kind of speaking to you. As if you like, kind of, he's he's speaking to people like like you and me who were born when the internet was starting to come into a uh, prominence. He's speaking to mm-hmm. he start he's speaking to people like us, and he's especially speaking to um, the younger generation who were born around yeah. like the time that you know iPhones and iPads started coming out, like two thousand ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, kids born like now. Yeah, so. He ba- he starts mm. to talk to him and how about it's just like it's all it, this was always the plan. He's like this is always what we meant to do mm-hmm. to give you all the information in the world. Uh, it was always the plan to put the world in your hand, which is a beautiful line. <laughs> oh yeah, like because it's so like it, it, it's like it's got two senses where it's like first of all that we. You, the, he puts the world in your hand and it's like you got all this huge amount of stuff that you can make but also you got the whole world in your hand it's like too much to handle for yeah. someone that young and it's this whole it's a great line oh yeah uh, so something that I heard is just how like um, for th- this whole part he says the word you a lot of times I don't have the exact number but like every single line has the word you mm-hmm uh, which I think is cool too. It's, yeah, it's such a, it's it, it almost feels like like a like a caretaker speaking to like you as if it's mm. like you know it's like oh this is this is a you know a good a good figure for me which is like a you know the internet I'm sure had a huge uh like you know a huge hand in raising a lot of people and uh you know I mm-hmm. even in my life it was a big uh, element of uh, my late childhood early teenage years mm-hmm. um but yeah. it's like it's such an interesting part and then immediately after yeah. this part it's almost like a facade drops and he starts laughing like a yeah. maniacal villain uh yeah. on some cartoon show and then immediately goes back to chanting the lines like uh like a could I interest you in anything uh, all of the time? All of the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, apathy is a tragedy. Boredom is a crime, which is another brilliant line. Um, mm-hmm. and which rep- definitely represents how the internet works. Yeah. It's like, it's a moment. It feels like a moment where like 
the villain has already won. That that's like the vibe I get from it. Well, you know what what vibe it's giving me? Uh, mainly the um, uh the 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 middle part, the the slower part. Yeah, it's kind of giving me like in a way. Uh, Truman Show vibes? A little bit. Yeah, I can see where you're getting Kind of like, you know, as if it was like the, I don't know his name, but the guy who created the Truman Show talking to Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that completely. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of it for Welcome to the Internet mm-hmm. in terms of lyrical content. Yeah. Um, visually, it's incredible because you get, it's, mm-hmm. it's mainly cuts, it, it's, it's him sitting in a like a blue kind of colored uh environment he's wearing mm-hmm. he's wearing these like weird round sunglasses um <laughs> and he's and the camera keeps like zooming in on his face from different angles um and like the lights behind him are like flashing green um and then in the second part it's like all it's like a fixed camera angle it's all like space in the background uh and it's mm-hmm. really like calming and then the third part of the song is all of those things combined. It's just a constant barrage of him singing about <laughs> all of this. And, uh, yeah, it's probably, I would go and say it's probably the best structured song on the, uh, in the special, like in terms of like, uh, this is yeah. like, I, yeah, like kind of like, I would say like in terms of visuals and, uh, song structure, but it's not my, not nearly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. up there. It's an incredible track. I'd say like, I said that white woman's Instagram was my favorite, but I think that's more for like the, the, the music in general. Oh yeah. If it was specifically for the lyrics, I'd say it's welcome to the internet. Mm, okay. Yeah, like those two are definitely my two favorite songs. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of it. That's kind of it for what I had to say about "Welcome to the Internet." Um, yeah, same for me. But moving moving on, we get this another introduc another introduction from um from uh his his Jeffrey Bezos songs, uh, <laughs> where we cut to him. Uh, with this weird strobe effect of like a light projected on his face, he's wearing a ghillie suit. He's wearing like the same glasses from Welcome to the Internet, and he's uh basically singing uh as if like Jeffrey or like Jeff Bezos has like it's like he's he's won. He's you know he did it. Mm-hmm. You did it, Jeff. <laughs> and it's it's really yeah. it's really short and just <laughs> it's it's another moment that I was very kind of taken aback by during when I, like during the first time I was watching it but it still is really funny. Yeah. Well, what what I like is like the, uh, the the first time I saw the special was like the first Basil song came in and was like I'm so, yeah, I'm surprised he was that he's making a song specifically on Jeffrey Bezos, but that's funny. I like it. And then the sec- uh the second song came and I was like, "Again?" Yeah, I was like <laughs> I was like, oh, I know the special's almost over, but I want there to be more. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And honestly, like, both versions are really good. Oh yeah, no, it's they're they're great they're great songs. Um, but then we we move into kind of an or kind of the beginning of an interesting track for the special. Mm-hmm. Um, with the song yeah. uh, "That Funny Feeling," which. Mm-hmm. If I had to say lyrically, even even sonically, or like you know yeah. musically, 
it might be my favorite song that I've heard all year. Because, mm. oh my God. Like, it's, oh. <laughs> I, I love how he starts by singing, like, I can't really play the guitar or sing, but here you go. And, like, no, shut up. You can you can play the guitar pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's a song about about just kind of societal collapse, disassociating mm-hmm. while you're stuck in this state of stagnation. Like the 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 line that kind of encapsulates that feeling to me is uh, um, the whole world at your fingertips and the ocean at your door. Um. Mm-hmm. so so beautiful oh my god like yeah. i oh i can't i can't describe in in too many words just like how much yeah. i love this song in this whole moment of the special mm-hmm. um but it it has its own like funny lines because it's like it's him like talking about whatever it's like Carpool karaoke, Steve Aoki, Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he immediately juxtaposes those silly lines with a crazy line, like a crazy serious line, like a or like a you know a gift shop at the gun range, a mass shooting at the mall, some that just hits. Mm-hmm. It's like oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I oh. It's, I I can't I, I think I've said all I needed to say because it's just, it's it's a song that yeah, it's a it's, song that still and I think always will leave me speechless when I get to that part of the special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also in terms of like cinematography, he's got like this. Uh, mm-hmm. He uses a, a projector to put like a uh, forest backdrop uh, behind him, and he's got. One of his lights has like some kind of fire mm-hmm. preset that y- y- simulates as if he was in, uh, you know, at, at a campfire, uh, which looks really good. Oh yeah, it looks it looks it, stunning. It's such a yeah, like I think I think you said it best. Stunning, just stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. During this part of the special, by the way, he's kind of started to resign himself to the fact that he he doesn't know when. Or if he's going to finish the special, and he doesn't, he doesn't like, he doesn't even know if he wants to at this point. He just, he, he's just like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this forever. Um, yeah. And he starts getting extremely frustrated and starts lashing out, um, which leads us to, um, I would say it's a showstopper. Uh, yep. All eyes on me, uh, which is visualized by him with a blue kind of light surrounding him and the projection of his own camera output uh, projecting onto him. So it creates this weird delay effect with him in the back. And it almost, it almost seems like a post-apocalyptic track almost like with some of the lyrics that he has. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. There's, there he, there's something really cool about this track, which is something that he does uh, some other time. It's the the whole thing of like, 
he, he you know he's been doing this for a long time but usually he does it in front of, in front of an audience and now he's doing it alone and there's this whole you know he spends a, a big part of the song talking to the audience yeah that is not there yeah like he's he's oh, put man, I think it's so great he's put these audio effects of like people laughing people clapping um, and he's telling the mm-hmm. story about you know why he stopped doing comedy and then at the beginning of 2020 he was like you know I thought I should get back out there um mm-hmm. but then as he puts it the funniest thing happened <laughs> yeah um and then he just goes back to uh to the song yeah and okay i i was kind of i don't know how to say this i was kind of not worried when we were eventually going to talk about inside because i knew that i couldn't exactly get into why I like this special so much without getting into my own feelings with mental health. Um, hmm. Because COVID, um, the, just the, you know, the quarantine, the pandemic in general, even, and even now, like it's still, it still persists. I've, it, I've experienced depression, anxiety for months and the hopeless frustration that Bo shows during this entire part of the special is heartbreakingly accurate. And it is so... It's it's such a moment of, like, I don't really know what to say about it because he kind of already has said everything I've ever thought right. about it in that in those moments. And I think it's, and I think more than anything, that's what impresses me about this part of Inside so much, is that it's so emotionally. I don't. Even, I don't even know. It's like it. It feels like an emotionally matured moment, of just like. Yeah. Everything that the special has been building to in these moments just pulls off perfectly and that's why i think that inside is like my favorite thing to come out in a very long time yeah and something that i think is really interesting with uh uh with this song is like it's one of the i think it's like the second longest song in the whole uh the whole special and i I don't think there's a single joke in it there isn't there is not yeah, that's like the the one purely entirely serious song, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it as you said, it's a it's a showstopper and it's amazing. It is so, <laughs> it's and <laughs> it's 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 literally breathtaking. Like I, so yeah, I, oh, I'm yeah, left yeah. speechless. Um, and I, honestly, uh, my favorite part of the. Um, whole song is he's, he says mm-hmm. like uh you know get your get your hands up he's like uh and then he kind of starts screaming at the audience, at the audience like get your fucking hands up and then and he, he the the song kind of stops he takes the yeah. camera and then he just like, it's like I'm ta- um, he's like i'm talking to you get up yeah i yeah on, takes it, the camera and just starts moving around that that part honestly scared the hell out of me the first time i watched it. i was like whoa <laughs> 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 so I was already and like, like I, I was already I already put my guard down because of the song, and just mm-hmm. in that moment I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, 
and like I saw an uh, an an analysis on uh, like Bob Burnham's entire career and specifically on Inside, and there's uh, a part about this song where the, the guy says like when he takes the camera and shows the uh, goes around the room, it's like the the smallest the room has ever looked. It, I agree, and the like almost like the emptiest it's ever looked, and it's it's so great. It's like to, to show like he is alone. There's no one in this room besides him. He's talking to himself. Yeah, I I completely oh, agree so with good. that analysis. That's that's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of that's that's all eyes on me. That's just all yeah. I have to say about it because it's 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 one of the most incredible things Bo Burnham has ever made. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably, it's probably one of my favorite. Like it, I'll I'll summarize it later when we're done with everything in the special. But it's it's like it's it's another one of those things that just makes this like one of the best things I have, uh, one of the best like pieces of media I have seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um. But I guess moving on to the quote-unquote final track, um, we have uh, we have goodbye, which is both yeah. kind of in kind of you know uh, in terms of you know the song, uh, and in ter- or like it's it, both musically and visually, it's kind of a callback and like a finishing of everything that we've seen so far. Like mm-hmm. lyrics from a lot of the songs come back. Like uh, like that funny feeling, lyrics from the beginning song comedy come back. Hmm. Um, yeah. Which it this one has a, uh, this one has hmm. great visuals too because it starts out with him coming back into the room. Yeah. After after it looks like he's finished the special almost, uh, and he's gotten like a haircut. Or so it, I, it's either that or, uh, or no. I think I no. Think I'm was, pretty sure he said the the yeah, beginning. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he like uh, he you know he sits down at the piano. He's like, okay, this is possible ending song. It's not finished yet. Uh, and then he starts playing it, and then it cuts to him at the end of the special with you know his hair's grown out, the beard is grown out, um, and uh, he mm-hmm. has this projection of the moon behind him, uh, and it's like yeah. spliced with clips throughout the entire thing, like him fixing up mm-hmm. you know the room to for the shots and like putting Sako on his hand and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of shots from uh, White Woman's Instagram. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and it brings back it, it's it's much it's in a much more like solemn mood now, but it brings up the ideas again of like should I be joking right now? D- does mm-hmm. anybody even want to joke when there's nobody there to laugh? Um and one of the lines that always hits me hard is the line, um, I promise to never go outside again. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he, even even in, in one of the best parts of the song, he goes into kind of a, kind of a bridge, like the bridge from comedy, where uh, instead of now yeah. him being the one to tell the jokes, he's, he's asking for you to call or to you know to call him up and tell him a joke um 
you know, when he's when he's irrelevant, when he's broke, call him up, tell him a joke, and then it immediately mm-hmm. transitions back or it reframes back to uh, the the look who's inside song. Yeah, um, and. At the end, there's also a, a reference to "Welcome to the Internet," where he goes yeah. like, "I swear to God that I'll ev- that all I ever wanted was a little bit of everything all of the, all of the time, a bit of everything all of the time. Apathy is a tragedy, and bottom is a crime. I'm finished playing, and I'm and I'm staying inside." Which yeah. I heard that and I was oh. like, "Oh man, oh. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> the feeling. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh man." But yeah, that's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of all mm-hmm. I have to say about that. Yeah, um, same. And then we get to. And then. We get to. Not. Oh yeah. yeah we, we, what my, you, my favorite, my favorite moment of the entire thing. You think so? I, I honestly might agree. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I was like the, the, the moment where I was the most speechless uh, in my first viewing, uh, which is basically, um, so, af- after a goodbye is done, the, the, the door opens and, um, he, he leaves for the first time since the, since it started and we just see him outside of the, outside of the, 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 the room where he was, uh, which I I think is like a, a tiny house he's got like in yeah. his backyard. It's a uh, he showed I, I think he showed it at the end of Make Happy. It's like just a little outside yeah. studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he's just there, like in front of the door, in a completely white outfit with a giant spotlight on him. Uh, and every there, you just hear a huge like sound of people clapping and cheering, and then the whole thing starts uh, to transition transition to people laughing like like a, from a sitcom, but like hysterically laughing. Yeah. And meanwhile, both turns around and starts trying to open the door, but it's locked. He he knocks on the door, he smashes the door, but nothing happens. He tries to get back in, but he. But he, he can't, and all you hear is just, like, people hysterically laughing. And then it cuts to um, to him watching the this footage, but inside the room. Um, and then you get a shot on, on his face. And the laughs get louder and louder. And when they're at the loudest, uh, he starts to smile. And that's the end. That's yeah. how it ends. It is... Oh, it's... it's <sighs> that's... <laughs> It's so, like, abstract and, like, a very, like, I honestly think it's such a weird but perfect way to end the entire yeah. special. Mm. It's I'm not afraid to say that Inside has one of my favorite endings of all time. I think so, too. Yeah, I would actually yeah, agree. It's, I can't even begin to explain how, like perfect this is it is it i i would I, not change a thing yeah i would go on a limb and say it's perfect too i agree but yeah that's uh, and then well you know it transitions to the credits where we get a a final song uh that's just called any day yeah. now that's just him kind of singing in the same tone as like how the world works he's like it'll stop any day now um mm-hmm. but that is the end of the special um, yeah, and that's that's inside, which is yeah. <laughs> such a journey. Um, 
It's something, yeah. And I've, whew, I think that's that's the first time that we've done like a big deep dive on some on a on a on a film we talked about in a while. Um, yeah. But I think it's I think it's deserved. Kinda, yeah. Because most of most of Inside has mm-hmm. <laughs> so much to say. Um, yeah, it's it's his best work, definitely. Oh, for sure. And like, you know, I hadn't seen Eighth Grade yet, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that that's not gonna change. Even though I'm sure mm-hmm. Eighth Grade is gonna be great. No, Eighth Grade's great. Um, like, yeah. I I've been following Bo since I would probably say 2016. Um, and throughout all of that, seeing his you know seeing his specials, what make happy. Words, words, words. Seeing all of those, seeing eighth grade when it came out, I, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, Bo has something. Like Bo eventually is yeah, going yeah. to make something that redefines, like both comedic music and just kind of a, a genre yeah. of media in in his, in a nutshell. I think this is this is that. I think with Inside, mm-hmm. Bo has made one of the most incredible artistic statements in probably all of all year. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 such an insane moment to to be alive at the same time as this existing. Yeah. It's like um uh well the the other day i was editing the uh, spirited away episode mm-hmm. and uh in during the episode we, i think we were talking about dune mm-hmm. uh, and i said dune is my favorite film of the year so far and rewatching inside made me think like that, that's the best thing i've seen this year so far mm-hmm. like inside is my favorite movie of uh of uh 2021 i would i would agree um Mm -hmm. and obviously once the year once the year's end actually happens we you know we'll go over just kind of like oh you know these are these are our you know this is all the movies we saw this is what we thought and i and i feel i feel bad to almost call the race right here but i don't know if i'm gonna see something that is better than this (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about the um, the the movies that are gonna come out this month, and like, you know, there's some movies I'm excited about, of course, like, yeah, but but nothing of the same scale as uh, as Inside. I mean, I mean, I think like there's there's films I'm excited about, but the only films I'm thinking of are um, Spider Man, which is like. You know, j- yeah. j- mainly for fan service. Yeah, of course. And being completely like honest about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Matrix was, which is like, I'm not even sure if I'm actually gonna go watch it because I've only <laughs> seen the first one. I'm gonna be. I I recently rediscovered some of my dad's old Matrix DVDs, so I'm gonna just go all the mm. way through the trilogy and be ready for it. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm gonna try to do that. Yeah, but I'm going to be um. I'm trying to think of, you know, movies that are going to come out that I'm going to see. Like, I'm going to see... I might go see the new Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Come On, Come On, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go see House of Gucci tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And I might be going to go see Ghostbusters. I didn't want to do it originally, 
Uh, huh. But my but my dad was like, hey, you want to go see this uh, one of these days? And I'm like, eh, I mean, yeah, if it's if it's with you, sure. I'm like, like if it's if it's with my dad, sure. But I'm not gonna go out and watch it just regularly because I, I haven't been too excited right. for it. But just in general, you know, it seems, seems like Inside is kind of called the <laughs> called the race. It's like, all right, this is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. In 2021, don't get me wrong, and it's been a great year mm-hmm. for releases of all kinds. It's been, it's been a lot better than 2020. No. <laughs> Because what's funny right. is that, like, <laughs> what's funny is that, like, this year, every, um, uh, every movie, basically, that were supposed to come out in 2020 ended up coming out in 2021, <laughs> like, uh, Dune, The French Dispatch, Last Night in Soho, uh, uh, Black Widow, even, uh, James Bond was supposed, was, wasn't even supposed to come out in 2020. It was supposed to come out in, in 2019. That's right. Oh my God. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. It was like incredibly late. And can I just say a fun fact? Something that I've heard is like in the film, um, James Bond uses a Nokia phone because they, they had like a, uh, you know, it was a product placement. And the thing is that like they, they shot it in like, I guess the summer or something something in uh 2019 but the film came out in late 2021 <laughs> so by the time it came out like the model of phone they was using it's was outdated. like <laughs> was outdated <laughs> so they had I, I they had to reshoot the scenes with him using a phone with a newer oh model my god no way which is crazy <laughs> but i think it's funny um, um but, yeah. but yeah i guess that's that's kind of all i had to say about inside um, uh, hold if on. If you if you had any more notes, then definitely go ahead. Yeah, oh yeah, well ahead. I had um kind of like something that the I heard from the um the, the the analysis I was talking about, which is basically comparing the end of Insight to the end of Make Happy, which is Ooh. kind of a similar end. Yeah. Uh, which is both uh sh- showing Bo le- leaving um. Uh, leaving the room except in make happy he leaves the room and he's welcomed by uh the the, the, the light the, the the sunlight and like birds and stuff like that and he we see him like going to his uh his girlfriend with his dog mm-hmm. and uh you know everything's good and everything's better and in inside he's welcomed by a very artificial projector light and um kind of like how it's very it's kind of like two uh two ends of of a spectrum almost like you've got the uh the opposite sides uh and i think that's a really nice touch yeah i think i think i yeah i remember even when i saw the um the the teaser for inside i was like oh is he i was Mm -hmm. like is he in the room at the end of make happy oh wait no that's right because the the teaser from inside had the had him uh, playing the last uh, bit of the the ending of Make Happy and then leaving the room, uh, oh, but then yeah, it shows him. Yeah. It then shows like the sliver of light on him with the long hair and the and the beard, and he just smiles and then it just goes right into the to mm-hmm. content. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I guess the last thing that I want to say is like, I don't. Um, I'm going to be very honest with that kind of stuff. And I, and I want to admit that I am incredibly 
incredibly jealous of uh, Bo Burnham's talent. Oh yeah, me too. Oh my uh, god. And I wish I was as good as he was. And the thing, I was already already like that at first, but that just made it made me even more angry because like, because uh, you know, I was kind of, kind of like comparing myself to him. Mm. And the, the thing is like the way that uh, Inside was shot is kind of similar to the way that I shoot my own videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what? Why can't my own videos look like look like that? <laughs> What what am I what is going what am I doing wrong? Well, first of all, Nef- what the, what the Bo fuck? Burnham has a Netflix budget. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's the first and obvious difference. There's a, <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, and I mean in some of my uh some of the videos I've done recently, I've tried to do some you know, I always try to do a lot of stuff with my, with my lights. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I I think I've done some pretty cool stuff. But I'm still trying to to be the best that I can. Of course, yeah. And maybe one day, <laughs> maybe, maybe one, one day, day I'm gonna have my Netflix special. <laughs> it's it's really funny that you bring that up of just like being jealous of the the talent that he has because like, yeah. If, and, and I'm being honest. Like, Bo Burnham was uh, one of the inspirations for me to start um, for for me to want to start learning a uh, piano, um, mm. which I'm still. After all these years, not good at. <laughs> um, but I'm, but yeah. I'm trying. Uh, but it was that it, like seeing seeing the way he played. I'm like, oh man, that looks so fun. Another one of my biggest inspirations on that front was um, uh, Toby Fox and the uh, Undertale soundtrack. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I wish I could, pl- I wish I could play and make music that good. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, that's I can definitely I can definitely relate to that feeling. <laughs> Can I? There's another guy who like his. He's probably my favorite YouTuber, and he's the one who makes me feel like that the most. Like it gives me this biggest feeling of jealousy. Uh, do you know the YouTuber Brian David Gilbert? Oh, I've heard the name. Who is that? He he was working uh for Polygon for a couple of years, making a, a show that was called Unravel. Yep, I know who that is. Where he yeah 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 where he would make videos about kind of like stupid topics of uh you know video game related. Where one one was like trying to find I think it was trying to find the hottest Castlevania monster. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Uh, stuff I love I stuff love like that. He's I've really seen, good. Yeah. And uh, but last year he left Polygon and started only working on his original on his uh, main channel where he does like skits and songs and that kind of stuff and he's i, I, I he's so good <laughs> like and so everything he's he does is like comedy yeah and so I was like, for for a while, I was like, oh, he's good at comedy, but I bet he's not good at uh, drama. And then he made a video that was called, the name of the video is Teaching, Teaching Jake About the Camp Quarter, January 1997, which is a 10-minute, it's, it's a short film. I want to call it a short film, which is like, it's kind of experimental. It's almost like psychological horror. Not exactly. I don't Ooh. know. There's no way really to explain it. Um, I, I highly recommend to anyone who hasn't hasn't seen it yet to go watch yeah, it. I'll have to check that and out. it's you know, oh yeah, and it's not definitely not comedy at all. It's purely serious stuff, and it's so good. <laughs> and for, talk, uh, talking about something more recent for Halloween, he did something amazing, which is he made a a, a short album of tw- uh, of five 
ABBA songs sang by Halloween monsters. What? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's stupid, but it's so like actually good because he's he's a great singer, and he's for example he's got like lay all your uh, lay all your love on me, mm. but it becomes lay all your blood on me oh performed God. by a, vamp- a vampire. <laughs> uh, gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight uh, is sang by Victor Frankenstein, <laughs> um, and you know that kind of stuff. That's and it's funny. really good, and uh, I admire that guy so much. <laughs> and I, I wish I was as good as he as he is. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, way, the way I see it is that we're all just talented in our own different ways, and just it, mm-hmm. it's a matter of trying to find a way to make that kind of talent uh, shine through the best yeah. that you can. And, you know, it's something I'm still trying to do. It's something I'll mm-hmm. try to do for a while. But I think, yeah. And I think, I think seeing people mm-hmm. like, I think seeing people going through that like huge peak of talent is so like, or not even peak of talent, but just like mm-hmm. moment of uh, just, just pure talent is so interesting. And I love seeing it. Yeah. Every every time I see it, it's great. Uh, another thing that I think about is like those guys are in their you know they're in the in their late twenties, early thirties, and I'm eighteen. Yeah, that's another thing to think that's about. What, that's, that, yeah, no, that's what I think about is like I'm young. I'm really young, mm-hmm. so I've still got a lot of time to like learn and get better, and you know that that will happen. So, yeah, no, I'm still. Uh, it's I'm jealous, but not in a unhealthy way. Oh, of course, yeah. No, I, I I agree yeah. completely. I think that's a great way to put it. I'm not like yeah, not the the kind of people that are gonna be like, become haters <laughs> just because of how jealous they are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So that was inside. That was inside, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess. To get into um, other topics, mm-hmm. um, there was something uh, that I that I did this week that I was very excited to discuss with you because I know it's something that uh, you have seen and uh, enjoyed. Um, oh, okay. I wanted to talk to you about a little anime that I decided to uh, finish over the last week. Uh, a little anime uh, titled Bunny Girl Senpai. Oh <laughs> hell yeah. yeah! I have not seen the so, I have not seen the movie yet um, because right. I still I well, haven't found I that. haven't found a way to watch it other than you know the obvious. Uh. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so hold on. Um, so you you told me the the last time we talked about it that you'd already seen a few episodes, yes, right? I was about I would say seven episodes of the way through the series. All right. I was kind. I was mostly done, but I was I was a bit over the halfway point. Um, but mm-hmm. o- over over the um, the uh, thanks the, over my uh, Thanksgiving break from uh, school, I went back home mm-hmm. uh, to my mom's house, and for some reason, I just got really sick over the weekend. It was a cold. I took oh. I took a COVID test that was negative, mm-hmm. so it was just a cold. Um, but All I was right. kind. I was laid up in bed for a couple days, so. I was like, you know what, screw it. And I just I pulled up Funimation and I just watched through the rest of Bunny Girl Senpai. All right. Um, and these are my thoughts. Um, yeah. I get. I think a good way to, I guess a good way to discuss it is just kind of how 
my thoughts of the show went on through the time that I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. But, so, I, okay, so the first three episodes, and I, we're going to get into spoilers, because I, I don't know, that's yeah. the only way I can discuss what I thought about it. So It's, it's very easy to spoil this yeah, show. So if you haven't seen yeah. Bunny Girl Senpai, or if you care to see Bunny Girl Senpai, which it's, it's, a, it's a good show, you should see it. Um, you know, don't don't watch this part. Time codes obviously in the description. Um, that goes for YouTube and Spotify. Uh, but so okay, mm-hmm. the first three episodes um, center on uh, center on uh, this guy Sakata and uh, his uh, and this girl uh, named uh, named Mai, uh, who has apparently become invisible to everyone else. Uh, and so to kind of, uh, and so to kind of make sure that she's still invisible, she goes around wearing a bunny girl costume, um, to, you know, to kind of see like, okay, if that, if that person, that person will definitely notice that I'm here. So we'll see if I'm still invisible. Um, eventually it works and catches the attention of Sakata, who's the only person who can see her. Um, and it's a good, I think the first three episodes are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the whole arc that they had, uh, and I like that unlike most other uh, shows in its genre, that uh, they actually did start a relationship. <laughs> yeah, because most other shows I see that are like this, it's like, oh, let's uh, let's kind of let's kind of tease the idea of them getting together for twenty episodes. Um, but this mm-hmm. one, this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. this one gets it right out of the gate in the first three episodes, and I I was like, oh, I'm immediately impressed. What's next? Oh yeah, and then um, for about three arcs, I would say it's like th- uh, three sets of three episodes. We spend time with uh, different characters in in the in you know Sakata's immediate surroundings that are dealing with um, a similar problem that uh, Mai had, just with different things. Like one of them, uh, some uh, w- one of them makes a clone of herself that like. Uh, that that like has or it's like one of her one of his friends splits into uh it's like one of them's like the the what thoughtful side or whatever and one of them's like emotional or something um mm-hmm. one of them this this girl that he works with keeps repeating the days uh re- keeps like keeps uh repeating the same day because she gets asked out asked out by this by this guy I think I don't remember um yeah uh but uh I don't remember as well. And then there's um the uh and then there's the sister of Mai who uh switches bodies with Mai for three episodes. Uh and I'm gonna be honest, I I didn't really like this uh this chunk of the show. Uh well I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember that. It's kind of it's um, it's kind of forgettable mm-hmm. and it was one of the reasons why I had yeah. why I had such a problem in actually like chugging along and finishing the show in such a long time mm. uh, because I just, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get into it for the longest time. Um, sure. But this brings me to the last three episodes of the season <laughs> uh, in mm, which it focuses yeah. on uh, Sakata's younger sister uh, who we've seen throughout the show. Um, oh God, why am I forgetting her name now? What's her name? I have no idea. Oh I haven't God. seen this show in two years. Give me a second. I forgot every single character's name. 
Give me a second. I am I am looking this up right now because that's gonna bother me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me a second. Oh yeah, it's the the entire name of the show. By the way, I, I it's it's commonly mm. shortened to Bunny Girl Senpai, but the entire name of the show is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which um is mm-hmm. uh, part of a you know a, a naming scheme with these uh anime that are ad- adapted from light novels that I think uh yeah uh, I'm not sure I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Kaede, that's it. Her name is Kaede. Right. Um and for some reason this generally lighthearted show um about uh, that's literally called Bunny Girl Senpai turns into a really really depressing um show about a person losing memories and losing their sense of self and basically an entire personality of a person that you're close with effectively dying and you trying to process that and get through it it is it is heartbreaking in some parts and i was so surprised because like <laughs> the rest of the yeah. show is written like a typical like a typical kind of like you know anime comedy slice of life it's like oh haha here's some jokes here and there and then the last three episodes come out of nowhere and it's like oh my sister is not the person I know now and it's like what <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's such an insane moment mm-hmm. and I was I was floored I was. I was kind of I was kind of laughing out of like sheer disbelief. I'm like, this is the same show. I was like, what? I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Um. But then um. Then it kind of I'm not I'm not sure how I like how much or I'm not, I'm not sure how much I like how it ended because it kind of ends with like the last like little bit is that um Mai thinks that Sakata's cheating on her, uh, kinda, and then he goes to you know say that it's not true and she's like, oh, I knew. Uh, I'm just I'm upset that I wasn't the person who was there to cheer you up when the Kayade stuff was going on. I'm like, eh, I guess I was like, I, I, I guess you can go that route. But it, eh. it was just one of those moments where I was like, eh, you know, yeah. probably could have done away with this part and focused more on the sister arc because it just kind of ends. Like it's mm-hmm. it's set up perfectly. The entire middle part well, yeah. of the arc is perfect. And then it just kind of fizzles out, and I did that part. I was kind of like, "Oh no." Um, right. Well, the thing is, the way that the show is made is like, um, the 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 real end of the show is not the last episode, right. but it's the movie. Yeah. Like the the movie is the con- conclusion, kind of kind of like Attack on Titan, which I think is really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I still need to watch the movie, which I'll I'll update on what my thoughts are after I've seen the mm-hmm. movie. But yeah, yeah. Um, as for the show itself, I'm extremely mixed on on what to think. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I just I thought it was a very a, a very interesting experience with this show. So I'm like, I, yeah, I gotta I gotta talk about this on Movie Dudes tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was my uh, that that was my experience uh, in opinion on the Bunny Girl Senpai. <laughs> All right. But, um. Yeah. 
so I might as well uh, go up on the the films that I've seen this uh, on in during the month of November, which aren't a lot. Mm. Uh, I spend the a big part of November not watching any movies, especially since like I got kind of like burnt out at the end of October since I watched like seven movies in two days. Yeah. Um, I mainly didn't watch too many movies in November mainly because I just, I didn't have a lot of time (laughs) this past month. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I, uh, I had a, I I did a, a marathon watching like every single, uh, Lord of the Ring movies. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that on your letterbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but that was for most of the uh, of the month. That was the only films that I'd seen. Like I watched those on the fifteenth, and then uh, nothing until the twenty seventh, where I watched um, a a new film uh, released on Netflix that is called Tick Tick Boom, which is oh. um, first. First heard of it because I when I first heard of it I was I immediately got curious about it because it's the first film directed by Lin Manuel Miranda who most people know as the guy who made uh, Hamilton and um, so I was kind of like well I mean he's great at making uh, at writing music and he's great at writing to some extent at writing stories but is it, will he be that good at um, um, at directing a film, was he? So I, well, so, so I saw the film, and well, I have to say, um, it's my second fe- favorite film of this year. Really? It's so good. I haven't seen, and I, I think it's it also, yet, but yeah, yeah. On a, uh, well, honestly, the thing is, like, it's a film about musical theater, and uh, it's a film that, I well. It's a film that you can enjoy if you if you are not like a massive uh, musical theater fan, but like as the theater fan that I, that I am, I had a lot of fun watching that. Uh, so basically, the film is like it's really weird. It's basically a mix between like a fiction and a um, a biopic because it's like uh, it's an adaptation of a Broadway musical called Tick Tick Boom, which is a kind of like an autobiography biography about the uh composer uh jonathan larson who's the guy who's also known for making it a musical called rent and um it's kind of like telling his life as a struggling uh music composer in new york in 1990 and uh it's really 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 good um uh, it's got this whole creative like visually creative touch that i love when musicals have it's so much fun but it's when it gets serious like it gets you know it's Hmm. it still stays really good and um it's yeah what i'd say is it's so much fun um and yeah i had such a good time and the songs too are so good andrew garfield surprised me he's actually a pretty good singer really okay yeah, my yeah. Um, my dad watched that the other night, and he said it was good. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple friends who watched. Yeah, it. I need. Yeah, I, I'll probably watch it one of these days coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's cool because I was kind of scared it was gonna be. You, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that someone who's not a director tries to direct a movie and it's not great. Yeah. 
Uh, but I'm happy to say that this is not the case for Tick Tick Boom. It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, in terms of movies I watched in the last like little while, um, I didn't really watch a lot, but I watched a lot of, um, I guess, heavy hitters from my uh, from my watch list, like classic movies that people mm-hmm. have been telling me to watch forever. Um, All right. So. I watched uh, the Before Trilogy, finally, ah, uh, and I right. adored them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think uh, Before 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 Sunset might be one of my new favorite movies of all time now. Like, like oh, genuinely. Wow. I, I, I adored that one. Um, but yeah, I thought, they were, I thought they were all really mm-hmm. good, and I think we will definitely have to talk about them sometime in the future. Oh, so yeah. So I will not bring up any more opinions on them. <laughs> Um, mm. but another movie that I watched, uh, the, the these next couple ones I watched because of a uh, class, um, I watched uh, Boys in the Hood. Uh, oh, that was that good. One, yeah, I it was it one. was fantastic. I was I, I was mm-hmm. really into it. Um, and just today, actually, um, in class, I watched Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, which all right. uh, I don't know if you've seen that one or not. No, I have not. Oh, okay, okay, but it is. It's really good. <laughs> it was yeah. one of um. That's what I've heard. It's, it's uh, it it also features uh Steve Carell in one of his first uh, drama roles. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was one of his one of his first roles in general. It was it was one of the ones. It was it wasn't one of his first, but it was one of the first ones he did like during the time he was blowing up because of like you know The Office, An- Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like forty year old version was around the same time. Yeah, that too. So yeah. just you know, seeing seeing this is like, whoa, okay. But it's a great movie. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I, I just want to say, I'm looking at the pictures. Uh, <laughs> at, at the the picture that's on Letterbox, dude, Paul Daniel's hair. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Like, I forgot. Like what? Daniels. What? <laughs> yeah, Paul. Dan- <laughs> yeah. Paul Daniels really good in it too. Yeah. Um and also uh Tony Collette before she she was in uh Hereditary yeah. and uh Knives Out. Yeah. Literally like there's I, I, I think Hereditary for Tony Collette is like a career defining moment because there, there oh, yeah. was before Hereditary and now there's after Hereditary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh abs- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, she was at the sixth sense? Oh my god, yeah, she was. Wow. Huh. Weird. That is weird. I didn't remember that. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh th- that's definitely a, f- a film that I'm going to have to watch some at some point. Um Oh, there's there's another film that I think is not not a film that's really popular but I think is like just amazing. Um, it's a film that's called Afterlife. Mm. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's directed by the uh, acclaimed Japanese director uh, Hirokazu Kore Eda. Mm. Yeah, uh, who's who's known for films such as uh, Shoplifters and Still Walking, and this film is one. I think it's one of his earliest known. Uh, yeah, it's one of his earliest films. Uh, was made in I think 1998, and it's basically the 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 whole synopsis. It's the kind of film that like I heard the synopsis and immediate 
immediately added it to my watch list because I was like, that's <laughs> something that I'm going to like. Basically, the story is about um, 20, 22 uh, people who have recently died and are basically in... I Well, they're, they're in the afterlife. That's what I'm going to call it, not heaven or anything. Uh, and basically, they're, they're told that they're going to be here for... Uh, one week and so the the film starts on Monday and they they're told that they have until Wednesday to decide uh, and to choose one memory that they have the memory that's the most like important to them and that you know their happiest memory or something like something like that and they they have to decide it by Wednesday and for the rest of the week the week they're gonna spend it um, filming like the this memory on a on a film set um and after the end of the week they're gonna leave to like the afterlife or whatever it is and they're all they're gonna have in the for the rest of eternity is gonna be this memory and they're gonna feel how they felt during that memory and uh yeah that's and you know this uh, it focuses on uh every, every single uh, resident, but it also f um, uh, focuses a lot on the employees that are there, which I think is really interesting, and it's uh, not what I expected. Ooh. But this film is fucking good. Yeah, I'll definitely. I'll, like, I'll wow, definitely it's add good. that to my watch list. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, because I think it was added uh, in the Criterion Collection like this year. Oh, that's right. I, I do think, remember seeing that I think, edition of it. I think it's not even out yet. Like that's how recent it is. Oh wow. Um No no oh, no never mind. It's it's available. Um but it is very recent. I don't know if I can find a date somewhere. Uh I don't know, but Yeah, so I saw uh, I saw it when when the criterion announced it on Twitter. And um, I saw the synopsis, and I was like, well, I have to watch that. And then not, not long after after that, they uh, released it in the, the Criterion channel. And I was like, well, that's giving me a better better reason to watch it. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was my first film by Koreeda. And uh, that was, yeah, a, a great first impression. <laughs> I'll definitely check that out soon. But um, yeah. you bringing up uh, Criterion reminded me um, that we haven't gone over mm. we haven't gone over the uh, February uh, twenty twenty two announcements yet. Um, which true, true, if I'm true. being honest, is kind of a slow uh, a slow month it seems. Um, yeah, we're getting. I guess so. So the uh, the announcements are um, we got uh, written on the wind uh, coming on the first by. Uh, Douglas Sirk looks to be kind of like a classic Hollywood movie. Um, mm -hmm. And this, uh, actually, this is a, an upgrade of, um, or a Blu-ray upgrade of, uh, I think it's, it's Spine Number 96. So, kind of a deep cut. <laughs> Come, oh, and re-entering right. the collection. Um, coming on the 8th is uh, another Coen Brothers movie, uh, Miller's Crossing. Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um. Which I thought was very interesting Which, that, they're bringing, that yeah. they're bringing them back. And honestly, when they announced it, I thought it was the first 
uh coen brothers film in the in the collection because i discovered only this week that um oh, what's their film that's on the the, the collection uh, blood simple wait hold on no what that is that them no there's hold another on. um it's the one with oh. with uh oscar oh, isaac yeah, that one is in the collection. I did not know that. I found a post on uh, Reddit of someone talking about it, and I was like, wait, it's something in the collection? Really? Oh, I was half right. Blood Symbol is a Joe Cullen movie. <laughs> oh, So we got right. two and a half. <laughs> well, it's directed by him, but is it... I'm pretty sure it's still uh, written by both of them uh, yeah it is so i guess it is coen brothers yeah so. right right yeah because uh the w one of them directed a film the this year and uh everyone talked about it because it's the first time uh that one of the coen brothers is making a film alone without the other one really what was that one again yeah I'm... the new one yeah, i remember hearing about it but i don't <sighs> quite remember what it was it's it's a it's a shakespearean oh. film i think Oh my God! I'm actually go I'm going. With, to, I'm uh, going to see it soon. So, uh, tragedy, tragedy. Yeah, with uh, yeah, 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 with uh, Idris Elba and uh, yeah, my uh, friends McDormand. My friends, my friend has been uh, been uh, getting on me about going to see that when it comes out. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah. So yeah, we're definitely seeing that. Um, but uh, it looks pretty good. Releasing on the fifteenth is. What looks to be another classic Hollywood movie, uh, Love Affair, directed by uh, Leo McCary. Um, mm. And the final release for February is uh, Boat People, uh, directed by Anne Hui. Uh, and it's a looks like mm. a, a Hong Kong movie. It looks it looks kind of fun. I, I'd probably. Watch I thought it. it was a Vietnamese film, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I. Um, very excited to see. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm sure the movies are good. I'm just. Uh, I was like when it, when the announcement came out. I was like, oh, okay. It seems like they're kind of scaling back for February. Well, yeah. You, you whenever there's a, an an announcement, you always hope that they are gonna <laughs> announce like the one film that you're hyped about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was. It's always a bit disappointing when they announce. Uh, new new films and uh, you don't know a single one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, of course, I know about the Coen Brothers, but I don't know about this particular film. Yeah, that that um, was how I felt this month. I was like, oh okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was but, that was February twenty twenty two for Criterion, and we'll pick back up when um the March announcements come out on the fifteenth uh, of December. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I guess one last thing about Criterion, I did get uh, I did get Citizen Kane 4K. Um, All right. I, did you um, did did you have any issues with the? Because uh, Criterion made some yeah, uh, um, tweets about how like the the the, the first disc has like some issues. It's the um, it's the first because so okay the way that the the way that the set is a uh, I guess packaged or it's like. It comes with four discs. One of them's 4K, and it just has the movie. The rest are... Uh, one Blu-ray has the movie, and the rest has supplements. Um, mm -hmm. But um, the Blu-ray that has the movie on it, 
apparently halfway through it, it starts to like have picture issues. Um, I have oh. not tested mine yet, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it does have picture issues, yeah, I don't see. I don't know if I'm gonna ask for a replacement <laughs> because I'm mainly going to well, be. Well, at least it's not. Yeah, yeah. At least it's not the 4K disc. You're, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. If it was the the 4K, that would have been like definitely a lot worse. Oh yeah, it would have been awful. Um, but I mean, they're they're good about replacing about replacements. So if I if I really care that much, I'll I'll send it in. Or, or I don't even I don't even think I have to send it in. I think they just send me a replacement disc. And if I if I show them that yeah. I this is actually true, um, you you either have to send them the disc uh, that doesn't work, or you have to break it and give them and give them proof that you broke it. So it's it's <laughs> kind of it started a bit of a it started yeah, a bit of I a competition that. on the subreddit. Of uh, people finding ways to break Citizen <laughs> Kane, which I, I thought was pretty funny. It's a waste of, waste of resources, oh, yeah. but it's still funny. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I was going to get another Criterion movie, but I ended up uh, supplementing that with a. Uh, I actually bought another uh, Arrow release. I bought I oh. bought um, a a really weird looking movie called a Sailor Suit and Machine Gun, uh, about a about a teenage girl who inherits uh, from her father uh, control over a over the yakuza. <laughs> so, I what? I saw the cover of it and I saw the description and I went, "Well, how the hell am I leaving Barnes and Noble without this?" So, <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately was like, "All right, I'm I, I'm in." <laughs> oh yeah, that's a cool cover. Oh wow. yeah, no, it immediately gra- like immediately it. grabbed my attention. So. I'll yeah. I'll update the uh, podcast when when I see it. Yeah, I'd love to get some Arrow video stuff, but I'm I'm just not sure where to get it. Yeah, that's the same thing here. It's like I the only reason that I'll get like Arrow video is um I like the weird Japanese movies they put out. Like I like that whole sector. Like mm-hmm. they put out like the Ring movies. They put out like. Obviously, I have the Battle Royale. Yeah, Battle Royale. I have the Sukamoto set that they did, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I love all of their weird foreign stuff that they put out. Um, not too much into their uh, like '80s movies section, but you know, maybe there's sometime I'll find one where I'm like, you know what, I like that. Yeah, I don't know, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my. Um, that was like the the last mm-hmm. of my uh, Criterion things. <laughs> yeah. And so, in terms of uh, in terms of movies, I've seen this uh, this month. There's two films that I didn't mention. I watched uh, Young Frankenstein um, by Mel Brooks, which was actually actually my first uh, Mel Brooks film. And uh, I mean, it was pretty good, but it wasn't like. I've heard people saying, like, it's the funniest film of all time, and I'm just not sure if I really agree with that. No, it's not, it's not the funniest. Um, no, but it's good. It's good, yeah. No, and it's, I liked it. It's not the funniest, but it's, it is funny. But yeah, it's... Especially the scene, especially the scene with uh, Gene Hackman, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, where he plays the, the blind man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. And... The last film that I saw uh, yesterday is um, 
Wong Kar Wai's Fallen Angels. Ooh, what'd you think? Uh, that was really good. Was really good. So the thing is, the, the thing is, um, so basically this one is kind of like, it's not really a sequel, but it goes, it's like a companion piece with Chunking Express, yeah. which is the first uh, Wong Kar Wai film that I've seen and definitely is my favorite that I've seen from him. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, and it, it, it feels, I, I think it's probably his, uh, his cr- in a lot in, in a lot of ways his craziest film his weirdest film yeah. also his funniest film it's pretty great yeah um, i actually um, the, the whole thing yeah, or, yeah, yeah the whole I, thing with yeah, blondie yeah. oh my the god the whole thing with right. blondie was so was so crazy and there were so many characters <laughs> the, the the ice cream part too like with the ice cream truck oh yeah i, I was like what the hell is going on it was really good. I really liked it. The final sequence with the the motorcycle and everything is really good too. I obviously, yeah. I mean, I I eventually want to talk about most, if not all, of Wong Kar Wai's films on here. Um, yeah. But you know, Fallen Angels is a great one. Um, which is funny that you bring mm-hmm. and it's funny that you mm-hmm. bring Wong Kar Wai up because uh, I actually have an opportunity this Sunday. I don't know. If I'm going to be able to yet, but I actually have an opportunity to go see uh, Chunking Express in our uh, local art house theater. Uh, the new, well, the new 4K restoration. What's really funny is that I have in like a week and a half, I had the opportunity to go to an art house theater to go watch 2046. Ooh, okay. So that's pretty cool, yeah. and I'm so I I. Like I bought my tickets like oh, just before awesome. we started that's recording. That's awesome. So. Oh, that's yeah. So cool. I can't wait to, to go see that. Yeah, you. you uh, but yeah, you've seen in the mood for love, right? Yeah, okay. those are uh, Chunking Express, Fall Angels, and In the Mood for Love are the three films that I've seen from uh, One Car One. Oh, okay, good, good. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you'll love. I would honestly say Twenty Forty Six is probably my second favorite One Car Y. Um, hmm. All right. Yeah, I like I like it a lot. So yeah, I mean, Wong Kar Wai is amazing, and it's. I was gonna. I was forgot to bring this up earlier, but there was one other movie that I saw, um, in the last uh, couple weeks too. I saw um, it was in class. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Saw that for the first time. Oh, like the. Yeah, like the old one. Yeah, like the old one. I think it's oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> it um. Yeah. Yeah. It. I, I thought um, the the parts where they're actually you know doing crime was pretty great, um, mm-hmm. but uh, the parts where they were just kind of like together as characters, it, they weren't that great because if I'm being honest, I didn't really understand the relationship at all. <laughs> I don't think like that worked too hmm. well, but you know, all right, that, that could just be that could just be me being spoiled from you know all the Hollywood movies we have now. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Even, I'm sure at the time, especially with the the really violent stuff sometimes in this movie, um, I'm sure that it was pretty groundbreaking at the time. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other stuff to talk about. I think that's about all I had was Bunny Girl and the other stuff. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like I had something, but I. Can't remember. Hmm. 
Oh well, we also had the the Spotify Wrapped that we that we mentioned. At the oh, beginning. that's right. I don't I don't know if you still want to get into oh, that, but I'm to. I'm down. I'd love to, yeah. All right, let's do this. So yeah, this morning, uh, Spotify um, Wrapped came out for those who aren't aware. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I guess it, for us in in this present moment, by the time that this podcast came out, it, right. it's been out for a while. On. Uh, uh, on uh, December first, which is when we're recording this episode, it has uh, come out today. Yeah. So, and it's like a, I I spent like the whole oh, shit my my volume's on. Uh, cause you, did you yeah, hear that? Bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, that kind of that kind of startled me. I was like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, I basically spent my my entire morning like comparing my uh, Spotify ref with my brothers. Yeah, I, I spent I spent um, the entire morning comparing it with my friends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it kind of starts by g- getting uh giving you like um s- soundtracks to your movie because you're the star of your movie or whatever that was. Um. And so. But that's not really the the interesting part is like the songs that you've listened to the most. So I don't I don't know if you want to get into uh, just the the song we've listened to the most. Yeah, we can do that. We can we can do like yeah. songs we listen to the most, um, artists we've listened to yeah, the most, and then like minutes and genres we've listened to the most. Yeah, yeah, minutes too. Yeah, um, which um, just this will be fun. So, this will be fun because I don't think we've ever talked about our um our musical not, tastes yeah. on this show before. Not. A little bit, but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to see the comparison between our tastes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you want to start? Um, sure. So um, I guess I'll go through genre first since I'll have to scroll a little bit to get there. Um, let's oh, see. sure. I think it's this one. Yeah, ninety five. Okay, yeah. I listened to ninety five different genres this year, apparently. Um, but my top genres mm-hmm. were from uh, from number five to one. Uh, at number five, anime. Uh, number four, classic mm-hmm. rock. Number three, alternative hip hop. <laughs> number two, alt rock. Um, and All right. I gotta wait for number one to load back again because it's going through, whatever again. Uh, and number one was video game music, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, you go with yours. So oh yeah, for me. So all right, I kind of don't really understand the genres because it's like there's always some like weird subgenres of a subgenre <laughs> of a sub. It's like so like precise that it's I don't know. There's something especially with uh I know this especially with metal. Oh yeah. I think there's like four hundred thousand genre of of metal yeah, you, you, but you so play, for me you play, number you play one note different and it's a different subgenre at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you change you change your distort uh, distortion preset just a little bit and it's a different <laughs> genre um but for me number five was j-pop mm. um number four was acapella it doesn't really surprise me number three was lo-fi beats i don't recall okay. ever listening to a lo-fi song in the entire year so i don't know what that's from <laughs> Um, number two is a genre called ninja. Ninja? What does that mean? I've n- I have no clue what this is. Ninja. I have, I am, I'm so confused. I have no idea what this is. I'm looking that up right now. 
N- yeah. Okay. Nin- Please, I hope ninja you can find an answer. <laughs> genre. And number one is uh, Otakar, because oh, yeah. anime. Yeah. Shit, I can't um, find it. There's no genre called ninja. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't think that's a thing. I think they just, they just pulled it out, out of their ninja? ass. Ninja? <laughs> I, I have no idea what this is. I don't understand what this is. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess we'll just, we'll just quickly mention, like, how many minutes we listened. Yeah. Um, so, um, um, my minutes... Uh, it was apparently I listened to uh, sixty-five thousand three hundred fifty-four minutes, which uh, er- earlier right. this, earlier today I did the math and it was about a month and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> about a month and a half of my twenty twenty-one was uh, spent listening yeah. to music, which makes sense because I do it a lot every day. Yeah, well, so the thing for me is, uh, so I have a significantly smaller amount, which is a um, uh, 7,395. But the thing with that is that uh, I, I think most of my music, um, most of the music I listen to is on YouTube. Mm, yeah. They're- uh, Spotify Spotify is only when, like, I'm taking the bus or the subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when is, that's not the case. Like, most of the time when I'm listening to music is... Um, either when I'm playing music, uh, and I'm just have like a, the the song I'm playing guitar or whatever, and I've just had this the song with that, or when I'm editing a video and I've got music in the background, and that's all on YouTube. Yeah, I usually listen to music on YouTube when um when I have or when 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 there's a song that's not on Spotify or like or like yeah. you know like an album or something. Um. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the reasons that I would listen to music on uh, YouTube is uh Shit. for like the last two years I've been doing this for no reason like ever since twenty twenty one started uh I've been doing mm-hmm. a monthly playlist where I put in like eighteen songs every month um and so I have mm-hmm. a couple of those now like or it's like twenty twenty two twenty or twenty 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 one um but that All was right. like one of the reasons that most of my listening last year was on YouTube because I would put that on most of the time when I was playing games or something, but I've tried to listen to Spotify more mainly because, you know, obviously I'm paying for premium. Um <laughs> and, and two because of um you know, Spotify wrapped. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh I guess we could get into our uh, our top artists. Uh sure, let me just find it. Um. Uh, but you can go ahead if you oh, if you have okay, it. Okay, yeah. Um, my number five was uh the Atlas Sound Team, aka the uh, Persona composers. Oh yeah. All <laughs> because, right. Because uh-huh. because the Persona soundtracks came out this year on Spotify. Um, number four was a uh, Pink Floyd, which I was very surprised about. Um, number three. Uh, very relevant to our episode topic was Bo Burnham, uh, because oh. I'm sure the times I, the amount of times I listened to Inside was countless. Um, and number two, <laughs> number two was Kanye West. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was. I was very surprised because I only recently got into Kanye West. Hmm. Um, and number one, I'm about to I'm about to out myself to to everybody forever but uh 
My number one artist was Weezer. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. right. I'm a Weezer fan. That's <laughs> it's out. It's out in the open now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of also had, I also have a been like that in my top five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind, kind of, I guess. Well, we'll see. We'll see what you okay, think, yeah, but. So my top five, uh, number five is uh, Bradio, which is a band that I've mentioned, uh, I think, in a previous episode. Mm. Uh, it's a Japanese funk band. Uh, they're mostly known for doing the opening of Death Parade. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned them before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, their, their music is so fun to listen to. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Number four is the, the band that I was talking about. It's uh, Panic of the Disco. Mm. Which I don't know if it also counts as like mm. a guilty. Pr- I, I'm such, I'm a massive Panic of the Disco fan. Nice. And like Brandon Yuri is one of my favorite singers. I just love that their is, stuff. That is Well, his that stuff. That is fine. <laughs> I acknowledge yeah. that like. <laughs> Um, that like death of a bachelor. Like I'm not a huge fan of uh, a panic, a panic yeah. of disco. I acknowledge that um, at least like uh, death of a bachelor is like it's good. It's just not my type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, um, and I just, I, I, I sorry, I oh, just yeah, realized yeah. both of those, both of those bands have worked, uh, have made a song for Frozen Two. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, Panic did uh, Into the Unknown, and Weezer did Lost That's in the right. Woods. That's right, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. But um, what, what was their, what, what was uh, Panic's most recent album? It was like a couple, few few, few years uh, ago? Pray, uh, Pray for the Wicked, yeah, I think. I did not like that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, oh, I really? really did not like that one. Like with, that, with, well, with Death for, of a Bachelor, mm-hmm. I can say it's like, okay, this is good. It's just not my thing. But with, with, with Pray for the Wicked, I was like, no, oh, I I don't know about that one. It's not. It's not my favorite album. I prefer uh, the album they did before that, which is um, well, Death of a yeah. Bachelor. Um, but it, 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 I did like every song. Um, but there were certain songs that I that I really liked. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and so number th- uh, to n- number three is uh, Jonathan Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who's a YouTuber who makes covers? Uh, number two is Ninja Sex Party, Ooh, really? Which is uh, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. Which is uh, for those who don't know, which is uh, a band with uh, Don Avidan, who's one of the member members of uh, Game Grumps, and it's a comedy band with songs about sex <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And I unironically really like no, their I music. Like the music too. I used to be a yeah. massive fan of Ninja Sex Party. I, I still like them quite a bit. Yeah. Um. But I went mm-hmm. to um. This might make you a little bit jealous. Uh. I yep. I went yep. to the tenth uh, anniversary show <laughs> that they had in Chicago. You yeah really? a couple of years ago. Oh my god, I'm so yeah. jealous now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, because the the worst part is side tangent. They announced uh, before the the pandemic when they made their uh, last album. Um, they they announced not even their last album. The uh, album before that, which was called Cool yeah. Patrol. In my opinion, their their best I album. I agree. They announced. Good take. Yeah, they announced. Uh, a tour a north american tour and they clearly said north american but there's not going to be a single uh single date in canada because oh, fuck you canada <laughs> and uh so the um 
a lot a lot of uh, people and fans of in Canada kind of assumed that if they were they were doing that it was because they were planning a Canadian show, Ooh. a ca Canadian tour, Ooh. which implies that maybe they they would come to Montreal. The thing is that the pandemic happened and everything, yeah. but man, I swear to God, like <laughs> if they announce the, that they're going to Montreal, I I will be the first one to uh, to buy tickets. Yeah, I remember. They released like the announcement that they were going to do the 10th anniversary show, and I was like, "Oh, it's in Chicago. I'm in Ohio. There's no, there's no way." And then um, later that mm -hmm. day, my friend was like, "Hey, do you want to go to that Ninja Sex Party show?" And I was like, hmm. "Maybe." I was like, "How much are tickets?" He was like, "I think they're like 60." And I was like, "How would hmm. we get there?" And he was like, "Big road trip." And I was like, "Okay." So we. <laughs> <laughs> We had a massive road trip down to Chicago to, or over to yeah. Chicago, which is, it's not that massive. It's Ohio. It's like six hours, but it was still like a pretty sizable yeah. road trip. It was a good time. Um, and a good show too. Yeah. Um, I've seen so many clips of them live on YouTube and I just really wish I could go see them. Uh, but just to, yeah. to finish my thing, number one, it's kind of a weird one. It's a band called Galactic Kraken. Okay. Which is a fake band created by Jonathan Young to to make his uh, original music. Oh. Uh, I I'm, I know I know I've mentioned that on the on a previous yeah, episode, but uh, yeah, but it's like um, kind of like co comedy music as well, but more focused on like sci-fi and um, sci-fi and fantasy and it's the same vibe of like power metal and uh, vi uh, Viking metal that kind of stuff. It's I, I really, really like this album. Uh, it's called Starship Velociraptor. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so g technically, uh, Jonathan Young was my number one and number three. That's, like, that's uh, most listened artists. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, uh, so for, yeah. for songs, for top five songs, yep. um, I would just like to preface my top five as mm -hmm. a... As a <laughs> what, so, okay. In the past couple yeah. of years... Weezer has not been putting out that great of music. Um, so okay. I was kind of like, you know, the last couple of years, they were still in my top five, but they weren't like number one. Um, right. But earlier this year, they put out an album called uh, OK Human that uh, I love. <laughs> um, and right. I, I, like to, I like to caption my top five songs as what one good Weezer album does to a man. Uh, because it's <laughs> literally like... Number five, La Brea Tar Pits from OK Human. Uh, number four is uh, The Divine Chord, which is a song uh, from a, uh, a, a, a band called The Avalanches uh, with MGMT as a feature. Right. Um, and it is it's a beautiful album in general, but that song especially is really good. Uh, number three is Screens from OK Human from Weezer. <laughs> number two... Is um is, uh, an English cover of um "Stay with Me," uh, with which is a cover done by uh, uh a YouTuber I really love, uh, Caitlin Myers. Uh, she's a really good voice. She has okay. a really good voice, and I like her stuff a lot. Her album uh, "City Poppin'" was really good. It was a cover, an album of uh, city pop covers. But um, right. number one was all my favorite songs from OK Human. So <laughs> that was. That's why top five dominated by Weezer once again. They did it again. <laughs> All right.
for for me, number five is a song called uh, "Just One Day." Uh, it's a it's by a band called Twin Square, which is another fake band. This time, a band created by Brian David Gilbert, <laughs> and it's um, it's basically a parody of K-pop bands. And what's really funny is that I mentioned earlier his uh, Halloween album, and there's a song featuring uh, featuring Twin Square, and um, the the joke of the song is that it's a four uh, member band. You've got like three of them that that have, that have got like the uh, weird outfits and the weird names and everything, and the other one's just a guy in a suit and his name is Dale. <laughs> and it's a it's a really funny song, but again, like he's a really good. And really talented musician, and so the song is low key, really good. <laughs> That's why it's number five. Number four is uh, "Settle It with a Sword Fight," which is a song from uh, uh, Galactic Krakian, mm-hmm. and uh, which surprised me because it's not even my favorite song from the album. But I guess it's the song I've listened to the most. Um, number three and number two are both. Uh, songs by a uh, a band named dirty dirty loop which i don't know if you know them uh, I've, i think I've um them. they're a swedish um jazz band i think is what you would call it they're I, I, the kind of artists that I, I, I like to call music theory bands oh, okay because yeah. their whole song has like every single song that they have has like so much um music theory stuff but like <laughs> They've got like one of my favorite singers ever and one of my favorite bass players ever. Like they, I don't know what it is with Sweden, but like man, they're talented talented people. <laughs> and so, so the songs are their cover of of Thriller, which is really good, and a song called Number Two is a song that's called Next to You, which surprised me that it was number two because it's like a seven minute long song. <laughs> uh, but I guess I listened to it a lot. And number one is unfortunately a song that I don't know the name because it's written in Japanese oh. and I can't read it. But it's a song by uh, Bradio. It's uh, one of their most recent songs from their um, from their last album. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And if anyone wants to listen to it, the video is them in like in a in, in an office. If you want to look for it, <laughs> that's the best description I can give. But yeah, that's my um, that's my top five songs. That's fun. Um. I'm yeah. To think of uh, a band I very recently got into that I knew wasn't going to be on my mm. rap, but I was a little sad they weren't. Is a, uh, it's an Australian uh, psychedelic rock band, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Whoa, that sounds so they cool! They are right. incredible. <laughs> they have. Hold on, can you re- can you repeat yeah, the name, please? Uh, King Gizzard. Uh, and the oh, I, and all right, the I got it. Wizard. <laughs> They have, I'm not, first of all, they have, first of all, amazing yeah, name. They have, I'm not kidding, 18 albums. What? They oh, have 18 what? albums what? and they've only been active for like 10 years. And they're, st- and, and they're still active. They made five albums this year. Oh no, yeah. two of them, two of them are live shows, yeah. but they made three albums this in, year. No, uh, in, two albums. In the year mind. 2017, they made five albums. It was insane. Holy shit. Yeah, they're incredible. Like, wow. Yeah, not all of them are great, obviously, but like most of them are. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, 
If you want, if you, I am definitely gonna have to yeah, listen to that. If you want that. a personal rep- recommendation, their 2017 album. Yes, please. Uh, the 2017 album uh, Polygon Wanna Land is my favorite. Uh, and it was, and it was right, the album that I put them, am gonna listen. It's the that. album that put them put me onto them. Uh, but uh, I actually Good. might be seeing them uh, in uh, in Cleveland uh, this uh, this oh. coming this coming May. Again, it's a big might. Some hmm. plans might get in the way. Uh, but I really hope it goes. Sure. I really hope it goes through because I have been listening to this stuff a lot in the last little while. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I like this stuff a lot. <laughs> and and, and um, that name was enough yeah. to get me like, whoa, okay. <laughs> can I can I just mention for to to finish the the Spotify thing? There's one thing in the Spotify rap that I thought was really funny is they have a section called. Uh, well, they they have a section for the the podcast, yeah. Like what podcast you <laughs> listen to the most? See, the thing is that I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. Like basically, the only podcast that I listen to is Trash Taste, and I only listen to it on uh, on YouTube. So my number one podcast for this year is Movie Dude. Yes, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> what's really funny is they say, hold on, uh, let me just get to it. They say something that I found really, yeah. Uh, they say, and yes, it's totally normal to consider your favorite podcast host a fa- a member of your family. <laughs> and I was like, well, about that, maybe a little more, maybe a little more, maybe a little more than the family members. It kind of if it's myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought movie dudes. <laughs> I thought that was really. Funny. I thought movie dudes was gonna be mine because I don't listen to spot. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify either. Um, but it ended up being uh, right. it ended up being super mega cast because I apparently listened to a couple oh, episodes right. on Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. Honestly, I thought mine was gonna be trash taste, but <laughs> that was that must have been a pleasant surprise. <laughs> that was, yeah, that that was sur- definitely surprising. Oh, that's hilarious! It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. So that was uh, that was Spotify yeah. Wrapped. If uh, if yeah. anybody watching did a Spotify Wrapped as well, I comment them. I want I want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it it is true that we haven't really talked that much about like our music tastes, right? That's right. Yeah, we haven't. I don't think. Um. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't really have any like other topics to go about that. Yeah, but, neither do I. But um, I guess if anything, yeah, do you want to get into mm-hmm. choosing next week's uh film? All right, let's do this. Right. Uh, hold on a sec. Um, hmm, hold on, was that? Oops, I don't think I'm, uh, I'm at the right place. Hold on. Uh, All right. Uh, hold on a sec. And randomize. So, next week's film is going to be a classic comedy. It is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Wow, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it has been a while since I watched that one. 
Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't really been that long for me. It's been like a year, but and I'm down. I'm down to watch a Mon- Monty Python. Oh, me too. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah. But um, thank you everybody for watching. Um, and uh, we will see you next time with Monty Python. Um, bye bye. Bye.